Grace, mercy, and peace be to all of you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning is from our gospel lesson that was just read for us from Luke 2. I won't read the whole thing back to you, don't worry. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. You may be seated. Now one of the really neat things about the feeling of excitement is that you don't have to be a certain age to get it. It's not like a toy or game that's supposed to be for ages 5 to 65. You don't have to be a certain age to know what being excited means. Even babies get visibly excited for things. They wave their arms and bounce their legs when they see something that makes them really happy. When they see mom or dad and they're so excited to have them back. Excitement can come at any age for any number of things. How many of you can remember a time where you were excited for something, anything, a vacation, a party, a holiday, someone to come visit, maybe a certain movie to come out, or maybe that was just me? I could think of any number of examples, that being certainly one of them, but I'd like to share with you a time when when I went on a vacation just a few years ago. The O'Brien family, my wife's family, we all went on a cruise to Alaska. Now, I'd never been on a cruise before, and I'd never been to Alaska before. So I was very excited for this trip. It seemed to build up for weeks, for months. I'd been looking forward to going on this trip for so long, and then the day finally came when we flew out to Vancouver to hop on the boat and set sail. And long story short, it was an amazing vacation. It was a beautiful scenery all around. It was probably the best trip I've been on. And then it was done. Just as quickly as it started, it seemed like it was over and we had to go back to our lives. Found ourselves back in Vancouver, getting off the boat, and heading back home. So when everything is done, when it's all over... When all you have is the memories, what next? What do you do when there's nothing left to be excited for? And church, here we all are today because it is, or was, the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas is, or was, here. Even though it was only a couple days out, it's quickly Or it's funny how quickly the excitement can disappear, isn't it? How many of you had been looking forward to Christmas for weeks, for months, for the parties, for the presents, giving or receiving, for the family to be all back together in one place, maybe just that extra day or two off work, only to have it gone in a heartbeat? Months of anticipation can disappear in less than a day. And in not too long, all of the Christmas decorations will be taken down. The trees will be left on the side of the road. The joy of Christmas will be gone and life will go back to normal. So what now? Should we just go back to life as usual? Do we just get 
easily caught up in the post-Christmas depression. Are we just sad that it's all over now, that there's no presents left to unwrap? Or is there more? Well, in our gospel reading for today, we see a man and a woman who show us that there is more. First, we see Simeon, a man who had been waiting for years for the coming of the Messiah. In fact, he was even promised by God himself that he would not die until he saw Christ with his own two eyes. And then we see Anna, a woman, a prophetess, an 84-year-old widow. This woman spent every minute of her time in the temple, praying, worshiping, fasting, and waiting waiting in anticipation for the promised Messiah. These two had been waiting for years, and I can only imagine it felt like an eternity. I know, and some of you I'm sure do as well, know that waiting for just a week can feel like a lifetime. So imagine how Simeon and Anna felt waiting for the Christ. And what exactly was it they were waiting for? It wasn't just a vacation. It wasn't just a holiday a party, a day off work. No, they were waiting for the very redemption of Israel, the very salvation that God himself had prepared for his people. In fact, they were waiting for God to come. As exciting as some of our events that we wait for in anticipation here on earth, what is there that could possibly be more exciting than the coming of the Messiah? And finally, after all of that waiting, all of the build-up, all of the anticipation, he had finally come. The promised, the long-awaited, the long-expected salvation of Israel. And Simeon and Anna got to see him as a baby with their own two eyes. And after they saw him, naturally, their reaction was to start moping around. Because Jesus had come, and now he was gone, and now they're sad, right? Well, no, of course not. Simeon sees Jesus and he sings for joy. He sings a song of rejoicing, a song that we now call the Nunc Dimittis. And we sometimes sing it here in church. This is a song that he sang immediately after seeing Jesus. And it's a song that we sing immediately after seeing Jesus in his body and blood in Holy Communion. Simeon rejoices because he was finally able to see this beautiful thing. Even to the point of saying that now he can die in peace. He had been waiting for so long for this beautiful gift. And he is so confident in the promise of God's salvation that he foretold through the prophets long ago that he knows, that Simeon knows with Christ, with this baby, there is nothing to fear. And he is at peace. The glory of God gives Simeon and us peace. And don't forget about Anna, although she's perhaps the lesser known character in this story. We're still told that she gives thanks to God and spoke of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we have seen the Lord. Jesus is here. The Son of God and very God himself here with us at Christmas. We have seen him in a manger We have seen him in our temple, in our church, and we have celebrated and rejoiced for his coming. So what now? 
Now we rejoice. The celebration continues. Just because we rejoiced on Christmas Day doesn't mean it has to stop. We keep rejoicing because Jesus has come and Jesus is still here with us. He is with us here this very moment. He is here as our King, as our redemption. And He has chosen us to be His people. So what now? When Christmas is over, when the parties are done and everything is cleaned up, when the presents have all been opened, what do you do? Do you keep it all to yourself? Do you never speak of what happened on Christmas ever again? Hide all the great things that happened to you at the parties? No, of course not. You tell people about it all. You share your memories, your stories with your family, your friends, your co-workers. You post about all the great stuff you opened on Facebook. And as, as God's people, we have the right even the responsibility to boast. But not about the presents that we got under the tree, as cliched as it might sound, and I'll admit it. We have the responsibility to boast in the greatest gift that we got on Christmas. The greatest gift that the world itself has ever seen. A gift not found under a tree, but found in a manger, given so that it would hang on a tree for us. The gift that gives us redemption. Just as Anna proclaimed the coming of Christ to all who were waiting, you and I also are called to proclaim the gift of redemption that was given to us on Christmas. You and I are all included in the Great Commission, the charge to go and make disciples, to tell the news about Jesus. And that's not all. As God's people, we have the right, and again, the responsibility to live As his people, we are called to proclaim his word with our words, but also with our actions. In our epistle lesson for today, Paul writes to the Colossians and to us that we are called to live as God's chosen people, to live as holy and beloved, to act in compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, and to live a life of love. We live in the joy of Christmas by proclaiming the joy of Christmas and living our lives in the name of the one who came to us on Christmas. So church, what now? Now that Christmas is over and the parties are done, we rejoice. We rejoice for Christ has come. Our redemption is here and although the Christmas parties are over and done with, The celebration and excitement that came with Christmas should remain for a long time to come. Emmanuel, God with us, is great cause for celebration. Christmas may be gone, but Jesus is not. Jesus is here with us. And in our celebration, may we show others his love and his message of redemption. So church, Merry Christmas to you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.